you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Yeah, good morning, football. Welcome inside. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. It's Wednesday, December 28th. I'm Jamie Earls, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager is not here. I nope. just called Jason Peter Schrager. Peter Schrager's at home. Mm. Sick. We resemble. Mm. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> um, but Ian Rappaport, not in New Jersey, but he gives us the news. Hang with us, please, Ian, because we have quarterback news yep. coming out of the NFC East. What is the latest, the quarterback position in Washington? You know, the Washington Commanders are going with Carson Wentz as their starter this week against the Cleveland Browns in a game that they really have to win. And, you know, Carson Wentz obviously started the season for the Commanders as their starting quarterback. There was a lot of high hope. Made a big trade for him before the season. Didn't get off to the greatest of starts. I think that's fair to say. Then he fractured his ring finger, needed surgery. Taylor Heineke stepped in and righted the ship and really got the team to the brink of the playoffs. And what Taylor Heineke did as a backup quarterback was amazing. But it became clear really over the last two weeks that it just wasn't quite getting done on offense like Ron Rivera needed. They weren't finishing drives. The production wasn't there. So midway through last week's game against the 49ers, in came Carson Wentz. Looked pretty good. Uh, so that is who they are going with now. Ron Rivera in a team meeting about an hour ago, but informed the quarterbacks beforehand that he was going with Wentz. Maybe not a surprise, just judging from his public comments. So now Carson Wentz takes over Taylor Heineke to the bench, and the Washington Commanders absolutely need to win this week. They absolutely do. They had a tough go of it against 49ers defense last weekend, but now they still control their own destiny. Thank you, Ian, with two games remaining. That is the Washington Commanders. Both home games against the Browns and the Cowboys. Win them both, and they're in. So, 
What do we make of this? This is a really hard situation to be in with your yeah. quarterback. Feels like a couple of teams are like this in the playoff push with their quarterback in question. Yeah, it's not a surprise. Carson Wentz got in the game this past week versus the 49ers, and he played well. Uh, it's tough for Taylor Heineke, though. Carson Wentz started the season off. It wasn't pretty. Taylor Heineke gets in, and it gets them to a point where they are now. Win these last two games, as you mentioned, Jamie, and they're in the playoffs. And now he has to hand the keys over to Carson Wentz, who wasn't the guy to get him there. But it kind of goes back to the they traded for Carson Wentz. They invested in him. They brought him there with this in mind. So for Taylor Heineke, it's always been, hey, you're our guy. You're our guy. But one small slip up or if you start to kind of fall to the wayside a little bit, we're going back to our guy, Carson Wentz. And that's kind of the tough thing of players that you've played in the league, you follow the league. When you come in, Taylor Heineke's the undrafted guy. He's the underdog story. Mm. You're always earning your keep each and every time you step foot on the field. You'll see guys that are high-round draft picks, and it's just like, my goodness, this guy has struggled, but it seems like he keeps getting chance after chance because that talent. You bring a guy in, and there's so much belief in what he can do. So for Carson Wentz, you watch Taylor Heineke struggle a little bit. It's just like, all right, let's put Carson in because mm -hmm. we think he can relive and get back to that magic. Whether he does or doesn't, we still have that belief based off of what he's shown us early on in his Philadelphia Eagle days. But this is tough to see Taylor Taylor Heineke, we saw the way the team rallied around him and the belief that was in him, but now he'll be watching Carson Wentz come Sunday. Haven't won a game in a month. Gone cold. You knew this wasn't going to end well for Heineke. You it's, know just, it. it's just how it works. And I love Ryan Fitzpatrick, but like this was the cycle. He gets you excited. He's very likable. It's a great story in the media. His teammates like him. But then ultimately the team doesn't fall in love with him when they go to someone who's a high draft pick and whatnot. And, and honestly, his fault. He would throw a bunch of interceptions, and that was how it is. That's the Heineke thing. The Wentz thing is so seductive. It's a great comparison you're bringing up from scrappy undrafted guy who wears the chains on the plane and has the Jordans and whose last name literally sounds like a beer. Like It's just like it's a very likable deal versus... Number two overall pick, who has an interesting, and I'll call it checkered history in different teams and different locker rooms, and was bizarrely let go after one year with the Colts. We're gonna toss the keys to him. Remember, this is old Riverboat Ron here saying, if we're gonna go down, I'm gonna go down with our more talented guy. We haven't won a game in a month. I'm gonna take this team to the playoffs, and I'm not just gonna sit here and let the thing circle the drain with Heineke. This has happened before. Wentz is huge. He's a huge arm. He's super talented. You can look at him. Makes bizarre plays sometimes. Um, I don't know. If they don't make the playoffs, if they lose, let alone like lose out, Ron's going to take some. And mm -hmm. he knows that, and I don't think he's afraid of that. But this is a big decision. They play Cleveland and Dallas. If you lose with Wentz this weekend to the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson, like it's going to come back. But that's how Ron does his career. go back to Heineke? That's exactly what I was Wentz just about doesn't to ask. Play well. Depends on how he plays. It depends. Heineke doesn't care. He'll get back on there. You know? <laughs> right. uh, I think that's the way it works. Jamie, what do you think? How are you practicing this week? Like, If the leash was only so short with Wentz, it was this short with Heineke, does it just get shorter as the season goes on, as the wins get more heavy, as they mean? more yeah. uh, you know uh, statistically these guys are damn you're similar this season and you're saying it's the more talented guy that's that objective like why is it because Taylor Heineke made a couple of errant throws bad decisions like I like the emotional charge that Taylor Heineke had in that locker room mm -hmm. and if we're gonna go talent I just think it's very curious that Heineke won more games the commanders this year yeah. than Carson Wentz did and then yet he is the guy that Ron is gonna hang his hat on but that's what makes me think that I think the decision could flip back mm -hmm. real quick yeah and they're both prepared they're both right there yeah. both All pros right. both pros all right let's check out the rest of the playoff right. picture, shall we let's click into the NFC 
Eagles look great. Vikings look solid. 49ers defense. Look out now. That's not a team you want to play. A lot of heavy hitting, heavy stakes, high stakes game down the stretch. That's how we like it late in the season. What about on the AFC side of things? Oh, man. There's not a lot of teams in the AFC that you want to face down the stretch. Bills, Chiefs, Monday Night Football, I am sorry. Thank you, 2023, for mm-hmm. Bengals mm-hmm. and Bills on Monday Night mm-hmm. Football this week. A lot of meaningful games. Bills, Bengals being the only game where both teams are currently qualified for the playoffs. 15 of 16 games have direct playoff implications where at least one team can still make the playoffs, win a division title, earn a higher seed, or clinch a playoff mm-hmm. by. Mm-hmm. Let's say you can only choose one of those yeah. matchups. What is your favorite high-stakes game of Week 17? You know how you'll have, like, your visited links? They're things that you've already clicked on your before, and they history? go from blue to, like, red or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. The NFC South standings, I visited it so many times. I think it's purple at this point. <laughs> it's like, stop clicking me. I don't like it anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at Bucks Panthers. Is this the most anticipated? Oh, I have oh the no. Bulbs are, Ornaments. Are they, I think the they're, t- they're tired, too. They're tired. Yes. Enough of this. Happy New Year uh, to the NFL fans because we got Bucks Panthers this weekend. Has there ever been a more high stakes game between seven and eight and six and nine? I, I mean, I'm talking about in the hundred some plus year history of professional football. I'm into it though, and I'm into it for the scenario in which that man right there, Wham Bam Sam Darnold, wins the game. That gets them to seven and nine, and it puts the box to seven and nine. And now we're cooking. Now we're cooking with gas, and then we go into a bizarre, disgusting, putrid week 18 with a home playoff game at stake. And listen, we said it earlier. Jamie was talking about the Steve Wilkes thing, their rally behind it, defensive tackle of the Panthers. Derek Brown came on. It's like, we want Steve Wilkes to be the head coach. It's a powerful thing. I'm not sure I hear that coming from the Bucs about Todd Bowles at this point. All right? So um, it's they've won three out of four. They're the hotter team. In some ways, they're the bizarrely more consistent team. I didn't know it would ever come to this. In this league full of beautiful quarterbacks and incredible teams, give me the 7-8 and eight Bucks versus the 6-9 and nine Panthers for all the marbles or Christmas bulbs. I can't wait, guys. NFC South, I'm going to visit it again. Click. Give me a safe word. Click. No, I go. I love that. I love that because the link is so tired of you clicking it. So it's just like the standings haven't changed. Haven't like, changed. stop clicking. The Bucks are still one and it's still in the I same I keep refreshing, order. Jay. It must be different. Somebody had to pick it up. up. No, it still, nope. still hasn't happened. But I can't get past Burrow and Allen. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they have, they've never played mm-hmm. these two quarterbacks. What do we call them? We call Josh Allen the Yeti mm-hmm. and Joe Burrow the robot. Mm-hmm. These guys are unbelievable. I'm so looking forward to this. Monday night game, only one on national television. We get to see these two young guys go at it. On top of that, Josh Allen has Stephon Diggs to throw to. Burrow has Jamar Chase to throw to. We get to see two of the best wide receivers in the league. Leslie Frazier, defensive coordinator. Lou Anarumo as, as well. These guys have been defensive masterminds throughout the season. Now we get to see how they're going to defend against two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And then on top of that, there's so much playoff implications. We started off the show talking about who needed home field advantage more, the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. The Cincinnati Bengals are still fighting for the division as well. Yeah. Baltimore Ravens are still yeah. right there. Cincinnati at 11 wins, Baltimore at 10. Right. So this game is going to be such a fun watch just for pure entertainment watching these two quarterbacks go back and forth, but then also the playoff implication when it's all done Monday night, seeing where these two teams stand and how it all plays out for the rest of the AFC. So you go uh, sub-500 NFC South matchup. You go game of the week, Monday Night Football. I'm going to swim somewhere in the middle. I've uh, playoff implications.
applications. They get really heavy, very complicated. Mm -hmm. I have to organize things to make it make sense. I go Venn diagram for okay. my match. Sure, okay. what's the cross section? Um, you got the teams <laughs> that are in the playoffs. We know who they are. Bengals, Bills, Chiefs. We yep. got it. You got teams over here that are out. Kind of, they have to figure things out in the offseason. Then you got those teams in the middle that we don't really know what their identity is, and they're not sure they're in the playoffs. Give me Dolphins, Patriots, please, because mm -hmm. the New England Patriots. What is happening with this team over the last couple weeks? They've lost four out of their last five. Things happened in Las Vegas for them a couple weeks ago that we're still not really sure how it went down. No. Mac Jones, is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Does he want to be the guy? Do his teammates want him to be the guy? Lots of questions up in New England. Their defense is really good. Marcus Jones is playing great. The old guy, Devin McCourty, is having interceptions every, once every couple of weeks. It looks good. Dolphins have a change at quarterback coming. That's not, not really sure the direction they can go in there offensively. Could be Teddy Bridgewater this weekend. Could be Teddy Bridgewater down the stretch. Here's what I know as a fact, though. If the Patriots lose, New England is eliminated from mm. playoff contention. Their percentage is very low at okay. this point. And a mathematically eliminated New England Patriots team from the playoffs gives a lot of sports media fodder to have a lot of conversations <laughs> about what is the future for Bill Belichick? What is the future for his coordinators, his coaches. What does Robert Kraft do with this team? This is the one I'm watching because I think it has the most Ugh. implications for mm. discussions come next week. Yeah. If the Patriots lose, uh, does Devin come in here Monday or does he wait another week to come in? <laughs> when can we expect Jason's your brother? Jason's been talking about that flight that he wants to have booked for vacation. Like, I think he's got Devin on he's here. He's here Monday morning telling it all. Oh, Start God. the book. Dev's coming Start in. Can you do the hijinks that day where, like, you Please. just go on vacation and don't tell us and Devin's just here and he's like, hey, guys, I'm Jason. I'll Please go, do I'll, that. I'll go finish the season. I know. You I'll might go. as well. Oh. Dev, Dev can do ooh-wee on Wednesdays. He can have a blast. I wonder if Devin's ooh-wee would sound different than Jason. No way. I bet we'd be able yeah. to. I bet we'd be able to tell the difference. Monday's like, the not, day. Not physically, facially. Yeah. Just say ooh we and I can tell yeah, you. He's, he's a little bit more dull, too. You guys will You're figure right. it out in the 7 yeah, o'clock hour. you got it, exactly. Yeah. That's a good one. Coming up on Good Morning Football, J.J. Watt is going to hang it all up after a Hall of Fame career. What will we remember most about his time in the NFL, and why is it him working out by himself on a field? You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with Some everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good morning, football. The NFC South is one of the tightest division. It's not the prettiest, but it's one of the tightest division races in the league. Here is how the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Saints could clinch their division. Yeah, pick any one of those 100 words and try to figure out how the NFC South could figure itself out over the next couple of weeks. This is the beautiful uh, mind. I know, about. this is a beautiful mind. We're just doing it for Peter without him. So the headline is the Bucks can just win one game. Right, I think. Yes. Um, yeah, the second you see or is important. I think. So, yeah. Look, at, you're right, Kyle. You're right. Uh, the Bucks have to win in week 17 or win it with that's other combination. That's it. Plus. The Panthers have to win the last two or. And yeah. so, right there, the Buccaneers could take care of business by winning one. Plus, on Good Morning Football, coming Plus, up. but still coming up. No, let's talk about this. Which team is the most dangerous in this current situation right now in the NFC South? The team in first place that has been in first Classic. place for it feels like the entire season. We keep saying, I remember that was a few weeks ago, Kyle will put up a graphic mm-hmm. and it'd be the face of every quarterback <laughs> in the <laughs> NFC South. And now you you take out Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter, you take them out, they've mm-hmm. already been mathematically eliminated. So now it's just a two-shot where it's, it's Sam Darnold mm-hmm. and it's Andy Dalton. It's just their faces and just like, all right, which quarterback That'd is going to knock Tom Brady <laughs> off the helmet? I know. The Buccaneers, it hasn't been pretty this year, but they find a way to win in the fourth quarter. When you have the GOAT on your team, that's just what he does. And I don't care how bad these games have looked for three quarters and a half of the fourth quarter. Somehow or another, Tom Brady finds a way to put together a drive, two drives, to go out there and win the game. And Tom Brady, he goes to the playoffs. The last time he hasn't gone to the playoffs, 2002. Sam Darnold, five years old. Andy Dalton, 15 years old. <laughs> Sam Darnold, five. He's just learned. He's coming into his own. He's gaining personality. Yeah. Dalton, on the other hand, is in high school. He's learning new things about himself. Awkward years. And yes, so awkward years, a great way to describe it. Tom Brady was already thriving in the NFL, finding a way to channel all of that hurt of not making the playoffs that year to continue to go out and go every mm. single year. But after. Jason, like you say he figures it out in a way to win the game. They lose most of their games. They're sub 500. They have a terrible record. You know the common denominator about the <laughs> NFC South? They lose most of their yeah, games. Tampa right. Bay has won more than the last two teams remaining. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's good point. Right. Good you know call. what we always say about watching highlights on Monday that's evergreen content? It's undefeated. You can just keep watching it. 
talking about someone's age as a parallel to Tom Brady's age in the NFL to me is like yeah, it's undefeated. Like yeah. I, no, no, I love it. Oh, you love it. Any okay. parallel you can make, to like oh Brady was this and this guy was five. I don't know. There's something about it. I just want to <laughs> swim in it. It's great. Derek Brown was on our show yesterday for the Panthers, and he said something great. I think we asked him about Steve Wilkes and what it's been like playing for the interim head coach. He goes. We want Coach Wilkes to be our next head coach. I, for all the things that he said, he's a Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. We talked a lot of things with Derek Brown. That, to me, was the most important. The way this team has played for Steve Wilkes down the stretch. He took over this team at 1-4. and four. At the time, Coach Wilkes said, they're not canceling our season, and boy, did they never. Here we are in late December, and Steve Wilkes has the Panthers playing in a way that they have a chance. All right, it's not pretty, and I know that they've still suffered some pretty bad losses, but... They took on a Panther or a Lions team last weekend, which, man, that was like electric. And the Lions were absolutely sprinting at that yes. point. They just halted the Detroit Lions in the track. So I think a team that's playing for a coach and they're fighting for this man's job, that cannot be spoken about enough. I think when Derek Brown spoke that sure. into existence yesterday, I was like, oh, man, we got to watch out for something with the I Panthers. Like that. That's a good point. And it brings me to my point. I'm going to zag a little bit here. People my age start to get dumb hobbies, you know, like all the dads, <laughs> I the IPAs and smoking meat and all that stuff. I have a new hobby. When I'm bored, I do a poll on Twitter. It's just so, so pathetic. I've seen a few. So don't bring it up yet. So I asked the people, democracy, not who will, who do you want to win the NFC oh, South? So the Falcons are out. One of them has to. Do you want to see the Panthers, the Bucks, or the Saints in the playoffs? Who do you want? Jamie, who do you think won the poll? The, the Panthers. You think the win. Panthers won the poll? I think the right. population wants the Panthers. Jason, who do you think won? Tom Brady, you think popular. Brady Everybody wants to see Brady, yes. All right, here's the results of my very sophisticated poll that I do in my free time. Guys, it's a resounding victory. I have a theory. Mm. Uh, the Panthers are 54%. They want to see the NFC South. Jamie, what's your theory? I think the other two franchises annoy people more than the <laughs> Panthers do. I think people are like, I don't know much if I don't know something about the NFC South, but like the Panthers annoy me the least, so I'm going to go with the Panthers. Benign, just kind of soft. Benign Panthers. Um, plus, <laughs> most people replied, none of them should yeah. win. But right, guys, right, that's right. not allowed. <laughs> I, I can't do that for you. Until we change the rules, someone has to have the home playoff game. And I think they maybe got it right. They have the story going. The Steve Wilkes thing is cool. You mm -hmm. root for that. And honestly, the Sam Darnold thing is cool. And imagine True. Sam Darnold gets in the playoffs and the Jets don't. Like, there's a whole thing there. Mm. Um, but I said yesterday, I'm a Saints fan now because they've won two in a row. Mm. However, it's Panthers Wednesday here in Good Morning Football. <laughs> and the Panthers have won three out of four, oh, which in that okay. division, you hang a banner. It is a dynasty. There's duck boat parades all up and down Charlotte. So, guys, I'm back. I think the people are right. I think Carolina is right. And they play Tampa this weekend. You thought those scenarios were disgusting that we put up on the screen? Here's my I hope for Carolina versus Tampa. A tie. Give me a tie. I want a 6-6 six, six tie Kyle. between Darnold and Brady. And then let's rock and roll. Do you know how many pieces of paper we have on this? None of it pertains boom, boom. to ties. Keep no boom, ties boom. allowed. Keep tying. No boom. ties allowed. Keep pounding. Boom, Keep tying. No. Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watt announced he will retire at the end of this season. He posted this picture of his family and said, Koa's first ever NFL game, my last ever NFL home game. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's been an absolute honor. 
ends a pleasure. J.J. Watt, 33 years old, a 12-year NFL veteran and a first-round pick out of Wisconsin in 2011. Watt accumulated three AP Defensive Player of the Year awards, tied for the most in NFL history. He's a five-time first-team All-Pro, a five-time Pro Bowler, and was the 2017 Walter Payton mm. NFL Man of the Year. Historic work he did for the city of Houston after the hurricane. His brother Derek tweeted this, unbelievable career, man. Can't wait for the Hall of Fame ceremony in five years. Hashtag first ballot. Hashtag proud younger brother. Cool. Zach Ertz, current teammate, tweeted, one of my favorite teammates of all time. Hall of Fame player, Hall of Fame person. Unbelievable career, my brother. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Zach Ertz, TJ Watt, remembering JJ Watt. Uh, let's also talk about J.J. Watt and his career. Sure. Because we, we saw a lot of J.J. Watt. Yeah. Cameras liked him. He liked the cameras. A great career. So we have a lot of memories behind J.J. Watt. What's yours? Yeah, not memorable memories for me because oh. I played on the Tennessee Titans. We had to play against this guy twice a year. And I remember in 2014 playing down in Houston. Fitz Magic is their quarterback. He threw for like six touchdowns. His last touchdown he threw was to J.J. Watt as they hung. I think it was about almost 50 points on the board against us. But we had a lot of backup linemen playing in this game. J.J. Watt had two sacks. He forced a fumble. He recovered the fumble. And I remember just sitting on the sideline like, my goodness, can somebody please block this guy? He is terrorizing us. My years in Tennessee, I think we had 10 games against this guy. Had like 15 and a half sacks three times you said it defensive player of the year unbelievable career just fun to watch but not when you're on the other sideline and you have to play against this guy but obviously a monster on the field I think he had a couple of years where he was the best player in the NFL yeah like just top to bottom like I don't think there was a better player than him it's interesting reputation in the media. You know, like, he was big. J.J. Watt hosted SNL. Like, he, yeah. he's a defensive lineman for the Texans That's hosting crazy. Saturday Night Live. Yep. And he was really good. He's in movies. Um, you know, famously, his performance the first time around in Hard Knocks was, like, was skewered by the media. And he was very affected. And he's rapping on camera and, like, running well after his team is running in the rain. And, uh, I mean, I remember, like, the, the Pardon My Take guys would hound him for years <laughs> and bust his chops about it until eventually... They wrote a check to his charity, and they sat down and laughed at himself about it. So, uh, so much to remember about him. The most important thing, the headline, is just one of the greatest defensive players yeah. ever. And in any position, so dominant. And he will be a first ballot guy, and he's walking away. I like watching him after the snap, after the play. Like, I always loved watching his emotions. He was angry. He was happy. He was ferocious. He liked to celebrate. And, I mean, look, I mean, there's not a guy that makes you want to buy into a game out of the tunnel, I think, more than J.J. Watt did. And then his play backed it up, which I really appreciated about him. You know, watching him on Hard Knocks, you know, you run into a friend and you're like, oh, I've known that person that we have in common for 15 years. And what I always like to ask him that question is, like, are they the same person that you knew then? I think J.J. Watt is this, he just always was that guy. Mm, and yeah, that guy, when, we, when the world was introduced to him on Hard Knocks, you're kind of like, this is strange behavior. What are we doing? But like, he has continued to show us that even this last season for Hard Knocks, he's working out in the rain out there by himself. Like, yeah. that's who he is. He goes to the nines every yeah. single time. And now he's got another Watt in the league to carry on his legacy. But just so many moments defensively for him. It's fantastic. It's so many moments defensively. He was so good at this point. They're like, they have moments offensively yeah, as J.J. Watt. Like, can we the see the J.J. Yep. Watt? It's not just one silly little play where they lined him up at tight end and, Multiple. oh, my God, they threw him a pass. In this era, it was like you blinked and he would make this crazy play that it was mm -hmm. just an unbelievable player, yep. both sides of the ball. Fitzmagic found him. Look at the hands. Fitzmagic. Were you on that team, J.J.? That was, that was, that, that was, the, that was that the game. Was the game. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was so impressive. He was mic'd up. and I, I, I remember he was mic'd up. He's playing against the Ravens, and he called Ray Rice a burrito. 
This is oh. like a burrito. No, he already said, he said, I've eaten burritos bigger than I've you. I've eaten burritos bigger. Yeah, like, which is so many, so many KJ Watt moments. That's fantastic. Shout out Congratulations, to all the Watt brothers. Watt. Sure. Derek, TJ, JJ, just a, all of them. Just a product for the NFL. Uh, congratulations, TJ Watt, or JJ Watt. Fantastic career. We still get to watch TJ Watt. This mm -hmm. More Good Morning Indeed. Football coming your way. Let's play another game. What are we going to do in what we call the e-blocks? What do we got to score? I don't You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa is back in concussion protocol. This puts his status for a pivotal Week 17 matchup against the Patriots in doubt. Our own Judy Batista spoke with the NFL's chief medical officer, Dr. Alan Sills, about his injury. Dr. Sills, thanks for being with us. We wanted to ask you about the Tua Tagovailoa situation. Tua uh, played the entire game Sunday and then reported symptoms to the team on Monday. One of the things that I think makes this so confusing and concerning is nobody is quite sure when he got hurt. Um, can you tell us, to the best of your knowledge, what happened and why wasn't he pulled out of the game on Sunday? Well, Judy, you have to go back to how our protocol is constructed. And so the way that we identify someone who might be concussed during the game is either the, the player, the patient reports symptoms, or someone notices a visible sign. And that visible sign is recognized from a list that we circulate and, and train everyone to recognize. And that's things like clutching the head, slow to get up, obviously ataxia, impact seizure, those things. So what our spotters and our unaffiliated neuro doctors are looking for is any blow that transmits force to the head or neck area followed by that injury behavior. And so there are many blows to the head that occur during a game. We're always looking for the blow plus the injury behavior. And obviously if we see any injury behavior, then there's a call down made to evaluate that player. Also, if a player identifies any symptoms or a teammate, coach, official, anyone else identifies symptoms, that also initiates a protocol. So many people can initiate the protocol. And in this game on Sunday, 
None of those factors were present. There were no visible signs present, even though there was a blow to the head. And the player did not report any symptoms, uh, despite being in contact with the medical staff throughout the game. So there was nothing that would have triggered the protocol in the moment. With that in mind, then, do you believe the protocol is adequate given the situation that Tua is in right now? Well, Judy, we're always looking at ways we can improve the protocol, but we do know, and it's, it's known not just in football, but anyone that takes care of patients with concussions, there are a small number of patients who will present on a delayed basis, meaning that they don't always present during the athletic event. Sometimes it may be a few hours after the event is concluded. Sometimes it may be a few days after the event is concluded. And so um, that is, again, a small number of cases, but it does occur. And again, I think the focus here should be on kudos to the athlete for speaking up, for endorsing those symptoms and recognizing that there, there was a potential problem. And then kudos to the team for immediately acting on that, putting the player in the concussion protocol, and, and again, behaving in what we would say is a very conservative manner. We do review every single one of those cases that happens during the year. And as I said, it's a, it's a handful of cases that we've seen each year over the past few seasons. Another thing that makes this so concerning is that Tua suffered a concussion almost exactly three months ago. He missed two games at the time. Given what you know about his situation now, is it your opinion opinion that he should be cleared to play again this season? Well, Judy, first of all, again, a very small number of players who will have more than one concussion in any season. It's a statistic that we track very closely and look at all of those cases. And anyone that's diagnosed with a concussion, whether it's their first or second concussion during the season, goes through the same exact return to play protocol. Many steps involved in that. They have to return to their asymptomatic baseline with with no symptoms. They have to go through a graded exertion protocol, again, with no symptoms. They have to be evaluated by the team neuropsychologist and undergo neuropsychological tests and that's compared back to their baseline from an uninjured state. They have to be seen by an independent neurologic consultant who evaluates them and makes sure that they agree that they're no longer concussed. And then the team medical staff also has to clear the athlete. So that's a multi-step process that, that is meant to be deliberate and is followed in every one of these cases. And what I would say is that in any case of this nature, the team is going to behave in a very conservative manner. They're going to gather all the data. They're going to make sure the athlete goes through all of those steps. Sometimes they'll even seek outside opinions about that. And then they'll do what we do every day in medicine, which is they'll sit down with the athlete and they'll explain to him the situation and and allow that athlete to have a voice in that decision-making. Because uh, at the end of the day, our protocol is to make sure that the athlete appears to be recovered. But we still, with today's technology, can't really estimate that risk of, of future injury. And so what we have to do is make sure the athlete's fully recovered and then make sure that their voice and their autonomy is respected in this decision-making process. Dr. Sills, thank you. I'm sure we'll be talking more about this. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Judy. Judy, Dr. Sills, thank you so much. The Dolphins, of course, will be traveling to New England on Sunday for a game with heavy playoff implications. And, of course, here on NFL Network, we'll be monitoring Tua's situation more throughout the week. On Monday, February 6th, football's biggest week kicks off with Super Bowl opening night presented by Fast Twitch. Witness exclusive interviews with the stars of Super Bowl 57 live at the Footprint Center. Tickets start at $20 with no hidden fees. Visit SuperBowl.com slash opening night to purchase your tickets today. I love opening night. I don't know about you guys. All right. It's the Scott Hansen showcase. He's amazing. Yes, he I is. I, I really love jockeying for a position with everybody on opening night. It was so cool. The one year I got to be a part of it, I enjoyed it. And you walked yeah. out there. All, like, the, all the other players are out there, and they were just like, my goodness, this thing is so long. I was like, what? I'm fired up. They had yeah. been to three straight like, Super Bowls. I'm available. Though, so for right. them, it was just like, Yeah, I hear that. I, I hear that. Um, so earlier in the show, we reviewed a Stefan Diggs tweet yeah. where he said, this whole cooking for yourself thing, zero out of ten. I would not recommend it. I'd be too tired to eat after I got to do all that and then wash the dishes after. So we asked, 
What else is a zero out of 10? What is an activity you just straight up don't want to do? We got a lot of good replies from the people that watch Good Morning Football. Like Lost in the Rye said, getting out of a warm bed to go scrape, scrape your vehicle, automatic car starter. Let me let me recommend mm, it to you. Garage. Moving, period, zero out of 10. Or get a garage, exactly. How about helping someone move? It's not That's even also house. zero. not doing it. Car seat installation. <laughs> oh, no, we know that. That's I'm right with zero. you. And no. then you get the knee up there and you yep. When someone wants to show you a three to five, who does this to oh, you? That's brutal. This is almost as bad as someone who's like, I got this really funny YouTube video I want to yeah. show you, and it's like a comedian that's not your style, yeah. or like a music that's right. not your style, and you're like, how but long? But you have to fake laugh How long? Do I <laughs> and they keep saying, just wait, just wait. Just wait, just wait. This is the funny part. Is no, that funny? Is that funny? Just wait. Oh, my God. That's how I feel about when I show people going football. I'm like, wait, it's going to get really good. No, it's good every hour. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow. It's re-airing right after this. In fact, it's, uh, just wait, just wait. wait. Oh, Here it comes. it's going to get good. There it goes. There it goes. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.